Who were you before you lost your wild self? That's what we're helping you explore on the Tend Her Wild podcast. Through questions and tools around how best to listen to your inner voice, rewild ourselves, and live the most authentic life where we thrive instead of survive. I'm Betsy. And I'm Kate. And we're so glad you've joined us for this episode. Her wild listeners, we would love to see you live and in person at one of our upcoming events. Friday, May 6th, join us for a live taping of Tend Her Wild at the James Theater in Iowa City with thought leader, activist, and author Marianne Williamson via live stream. Lissy, songwriter of the amazing music you hear every week, will also be joining us on the big screen. And our most recent guest, Salisha Aya, will be with us in person. All the way from St. Kitts. Leading us through a ritual. Find tickets at www.dryogamama.com. And that's M-O-M-M-A.com. Then, since Salisha is coming all the way from St. Kitts, she will be teaching several workshops with me Saturday, May 7, from 12 to 5 p.m., Activate Your Goddess. Sunday, May 8, which also happens to be Mother's Day, we're doing a practice that will be online. The other one is in person. Uh, Sunday, May 8, 9.30 to 11, celebrating the feminine yoga practice. That same day, Sunday, May 8, from 2 to 5, honoring the womb space, the lower seat of the soul. And last but not least, on Sunday, May 8, in the evening from 8 to 9.30, we will be doing an evening moonwalk at Harvest Preserve among the stones, the what I call the Stonehenge of Iowa. We'll be engaging in some rituals, some meditation, honoring Sacred Mother Earth and Sacred Mother Moon. So come on out and join us again. All of these tickets can be found at www.dryogamama.com. In today's episode, we'll be talking about how women can shine their light. We'll be basing this conversation on the work of Marianne Williamson. We are so excited to have Marianne. And if you even just go on Google and type in Marianne Williamson quotes, like I, I was reading quote after quote after quote last night that I'm like, this woman speaks to my soul. And it's amazing all of the things that she has put out there in the world, the ripples that she has sent out into this 14 planet. books, 14, 14 books. books. And yeah. four on the number one reach New York Times. One. Yeah, exactly. So her work is Yeah. Vast. So the quote that I want to read that we're going to talk about today, I actually, I don't think you know this, Kate. Um, I first found this quote, It was I was in my early 20s. I was probably 23 or 24. And I was working, I was still probably a graduate student at that time, in the, the pain clinic at the University of Iowa as a psychology intern. And I was working in this program with people with chronic pain and, and, um, we did one of the activities we did is, um, like a collage, kind of like an art therapy thing where we'd tear things out of magazines and make mm -hmm. these collages. And I found this quote, it was in the newspaper and I had no idea who Marion Williamson was at the time. I had no idea that my path would cross with her someday, but I remember that, yeah, I ripped it out. I put it on my collage and I kept that collage for a long time because this this message 
spoke to me so deeply. Um, And so I've known this quote for a long time. So we want to share it with you. And then we want to talk about it. Do you want to read it, Kate? Sure. Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that frightens us. We ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, fabulous? Actually, who are you not to be? You are a child of God. Your playing playing small small does not not serve the the world. There is nothing enlightening about shrinking so that other people won't feel insecure around you. We are all meant to shine as children do. We were born to make manifest the glory of God that is within us. It is not just in some of us, it's in everyone. And as we let our own light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. As we are liberated from our own fear, our presence automatically liberates others. Mm. I almost literally have that quote memorized because I've read it and and sort of repeated it so many times. Um, And interestingly enough, many people believe this quote, or in some places, this quote has been attributed to Nelson Mandela because he spoke it in a speech he gave. Um, and so many people think this is uh, Nelson Mandela's words and it's Mary Ann's words. Yeah. We'll have to, maybe we'll ask her about that. We could ask comes. her about that I for sure. I would to know her thoughts on that. So, um, I mean, I'd love to break this down piece by piece, but what's your overall feeling about this or how has this particular sentiment impacted you? Like, do you remember when you first learned about this quote or? Well, I remember Marianne Williamson coming on the Oprah show. Mm. I mean, to me, that was like when she became very mainstream and, uh, you know, in op- the Oprah way, she just kind of had that, you know, she was already successful, but I, that's where I first mm. heard her and like was struck by her. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, her, her tapping into people's goodness and into love is not a message we hear very often. We, we hear so much more about fear and scarcity. And, and so even then in my 20s, I remember thinking, well, this is woo-woo or kind of a different type of way to look at the world. But um, it was also, I felt inspired immediately by her. She's got this way of making you see the world in not such a dark way, but more of a we all have this inside of us. And so, I, yeah, I, I do remember it. And I remember reading, you know, her books back then and um, The Course in Miracles and Return to Love. And So A Return to Love is based on A Course in Miracles, right. which is what she um, really has been a student of her whole life. And I agree that the thread of Marianne's work is love. I mean, and as now she's kind of gone into a, a larger stage of uh, working with political ideas and being just such a voice, uh, a needed voice, um, it all continues to boil down to love. Yes. Um, which I, ugh, I just can stand behind this with I know. every morsel of my being. I know because it's really, where's the energy going to go, right? It's been, it's been fear and, uh, the energy, you know, we, we've seen periods in my life where hope was the energy And then we've seen these dark days of where fear is where the energy is. And so this idea, and I think she's bringing that back to the conversation that 
collectively, we need to think differently about our individual role in this because individual energy becomes the collective energy. And we have to, at some point, if we're going to, you know, wake up and, and move forward as a collective and, we, we've got to change the energy. Yeah. And let's speak specifically. I agree that as a collective, we have to change. But um, in particular, one of the things we're doing with this podcast and what I'm doing in my own personal life is like, how how can we empower women to continue to step up? And she is one of those examples of a woman who has stepped into her full light and has, you know, gone against naysayers and has mm-hmm. just continued to rise in her own way and and how do we continue to empower women to do these things? She said something else that ties in here. She said, women are still in emotional bondage as long as we need to worry that we might have to make a choice between being heard and being loved. Mm. And to me, right, this speaks so, it's this fear of like, if I, I mean, I have this fear with this podcast. Me too. Right. As I'm speaking my truth, as I'm telling stories, as I'm bringing things forward, who is going to reject me? Right. Or who's going to love me less or who's going to roll their eyes and say, oh, she's so much. She's too much. That Betsy. Right. I have the same fear. So listen to Marianne. She's saying this exactly. Women, we're going to stay in emotional bondage until we as women learn to have a voice and that, that doesn't mean we're going to lose love. I mean, I think that's what we, we come up against. If I have a voice, if I speak up, if I tell my truth, if I tell my story, if I'm courageous enough to speak up, I'll get rejected. Right. I'll lose love. Right. I was telling you earlier that I've been noticing, I noticed this week some posts from women who were saying to the world on social media, I'm doing this event or I'm going to be speaking here or I'm stepping up to do this thing. I feel like an imposter, but I'm doing it. And I literally saw like three of these over the course of a couple of days. And to me, we need more of that, like stepping up. And, yeah. and we, and I, I, you know, commented like, good for you. Like we need to also encourage, each, encourage each other and say, yes. yes, you're not an imposter. You have, and these are women actually that I was like, you are so knowledgeable about this. You are so, you understand these issues. You're so articulate. Like, yes, you should be the one, mm-hmm. but it feels like we often are still seeking permission. We're still looking for that, you know, for someone to, to bless it and say it's okay. Yeah. Um, and I think, I'm fearful that if I step up, that there are going to be women in my life who don't like it. I know. Or they're jealous or they're angry with me on some level or that I'm going to not have their love anymore. So I love this idea of when we see other women stepping up and doing things that we as women have to say, you go girl. I see what you're doing. I keep at it. I see you. I see you. Because there is enough space for everyone to be their big, expansive, beautiful selves. It kind of goes back to the sister wound episode yes. where the collective power of women doing this yeah. becomes a force. Yeah. And it it's a snowball effect. And so you see one thing and then it builds on something else that builds on something else. And when women collaborate, when women come together, when they do support each other, we are extremely powerful. And I don't mean powerful in, in the way of like taking over 
But, but I think that too, right? We are powerful. We, we are. <laughs> well, and that's, that's how change occurs, right? Speaking up, yeah. whether you're in an organization and you say, hey, this, I, don't, I think we need to look at this differently in our organization. Or we need, you know, that, or those, in a family. Those, or... Yes, those moments of, of using your voice and stepping up, that we have opportunities all over the place every day. Yeah. And I think a lot of times we hang back and wait to see if anyone else notices it or is going to say something. And so the other thing I think we do is when we're in meetings, when we're in places where women are stepping into their power, we get behind them and we encourage them. We talked about that, I think, in that episode. And, And because the more you do it, the easier it gets. And the more women that are doing it, you know, you feel like I, that's something I want to do too. But why do we hang back? Because that you just said we hang back, <sighs> and I think that we all have done this, and we'll continue to do this. We hang back, and I think it comes back to Marianne's Fear. idea that it is our light, it is our light, our You're potential, afraid. our strength, our capacities, our talents that we are most frightened of. Right, right. We ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant? Who am I to? go on that podcast? Who am I to give a speech? Who am I to write a book? Who am I? Right. And we just keep holding back. Right. And we're in a period in our world where I really believe we don't have that. I don't even want to call it a luxury. We cannot do that anymore. Anymore. Like she says, you're playing small does not serve the world. And we often play small because we're fearful of being rejected. Right. So we keep playing small. We keep holding back. We keep not giving our full light to the world. But then no one else has the permission to do that either. Right. So but I think this is also all happening, happening at such an unconscious level. Right. For sure. Absolutely. It is. Um, And and so even just having this conversation, I'm starting to reflect on some things where I didn't step up like it's. You know, it, it is an opportunity for all of us right now to look at uh, look at how we are showing our light, in, in, whether it's in our families, in our jobs, in our friendships. Um, where are we holding back? Yeah. Because if we collectively are holding back, then we are not serving the world. We are no. not, we are not, not creating the, way the we change could. we want to see. We're not highlighting the issues that are important to our, to our, um, collective universe where, you know, and yeah. so, um, and, and I, I tie this back a little bit to women stepping out of the workforce, this idea that women in the last couple of years have, have stepped out. And, um, we were, I've been having conversations about how do we re-engage women? And I think women not being at the table for a period of time is going to really impact the work of organizations. And so we have yeah. to figure out a way to re-engage women and help them recognize the gifts they have and find a way to share them. Yeah. And we have to get creative about like job sharing and, and childcare part time investing in childcare, you know, helping make that path easier because I'm concerned that women are not, are, are stepping away from some positions where their voices will be missed. Mm-hmm. So I think that's another thing happening in our world that, compounds this issue yeah yeah so this this conversation is making me think about um i have i worked with a a spiritual teacher out of new york for seven eight years um it was a really powerful experience i would talk to him about twice a month and i remember one day we were having a conversation and that day i was like 
yeah, things are going pretty well. Like I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm feeling good, but I doubted myself feeling good. Like I doubted that I was feeling really great. And he pointed out to me, he goes, you are really afraid of your light shadow. And I didn't know what he meant. And he explained it to me that like the unconscious mind, the subconscious mind, there is a, a there's dark aspects to it, right? Things that you are fearful to look at or challenges you've pushed down, but you also have a light shadow, which is all the good stuff that is under the surface. That you're not that you can't own. And so he pointed out to me, he said, you're really good at going into your dark shadow. He goes, you're really good at like pulling out all the stuff that's not working and looking at how you could improve and where you're stuck. He goes, but you're not really very like well-versed at looking at your light shadow, like owning, I'm doing good, owning, I feel really accomplished at this thing right now. He's like, you need to get as comfortable with your light shadow as your dark shadow. Wow. And I think that's what Marianne is saying here is that it's actually our light. I'll say it. My light frightens me. Yeah. Because what's it going to expect from me? What am I going to have to give up? How am I going to have to be more responsible? How am I going to have to be of greater service to the world if I step into that light? It's, you know, playing, putting a little bushel over that Mm -hmm. and stepping back and playing small is a little safer. Safer. It's safer. And it kind of goes back to perfectionism too, though. We focus on the things we haven't gotten quite right or that haven't gone well or how you could have done things differently. We don't focus on what is going well. Uh, and so we, I, I'm like looking at how you're saying that it's like, we're, we're always over in this area trying to rehash the, right. the negatives and the dark side, that imposter syndrome. I'm yeah. not good enough at this. Yeah. I'm focused on what I don't know. Yeah. I mean, how many times have we, you know, done anything in our lives where you're like, yeah, I know that, but I didn't do X, Y, or Z. Like, yeah, I got second place, but I could, if I had just done X, this it would have turned out differently for me. So we, we, it's that perfectionism. I think that we get caught up in too, that we're one of my favorite things to do with um, clients is starting with their um, an assessment of their gifts. And so we do this kind of strengths assessment online and, and there it's a little different than like a strengths finder. It's more about like what they really value and what their, you know, loyalty, love, um, some of those things in their lives that they, uh, maybe haven't thought about in a while. And it's amazing to me when women look at that list and say, it's like remembering who they are yeah, and saying, and owning that. And yeah. Like, look at, look at these top five things. Yeah. And watching them like step into that and say, okay, if that's what I value, if that's where my strengths are, that's what is, if those things are about me, how do I, take those out into the world then mm-hmm. and leverage those in a way mm-hmm. that gives back to others, whether that's through their work or their families or their just daily lives. Mm-hmm. And so, um, yeah. So, yeah. So that's what, well, that's the question I wanted to pose is, um, so if, if it is our light that we're most fearful of, um, but we're all meant to shine just as Marianne says, just as children do, we're all here to be light. How do we do that? How do we step into that and own that? I think. What's it mean for you? I think um, for me, it's about sitting with it. Like 
I, I need to spend time and whether it's journaling or spending time with myself and getting to know myself and, um, and reflecting on the things that are going well or that I want more of because energy, it's all compounding, right? If you, whatever you're focused on, we will get more of mm-hmm. that. Yeah. So if we're always focused on what we need to do better and what we did wrong, then that's just a perpetual cycle. But if you shift and say, this went really well this week, or I want more of that. How do I expand that in my life? Um, then, then you start to, the universe starts to show up with those things. And so I think part of it is just being conscious and mindful <laughs> and creating time for yourself to do that because we're so busy helping everyone else, making life easier for everyone else. Um, and thinking, I'll get around to yeah. me. I'll get around to it. And I think that's exactly the idea of like, how how do I shine more? What does that look like? Um, and I agree that it takes going inward. But I know that when I go inward, as my dear teacher Ron has taught me, I focus on what I need to improve upon. Right. I focus on what's not working, which has definitely been so important in my life. Like it's definitely propelled me forward to own my shadows. Like, and that's what I teach. I teach people like we have to hold the dark and the light. We can't just focus on the light. But I know for myself, it would probably be helpful for me to also sit in all that I'm doing well. And my fear often is, but but what if I focus on how I'm doing well or what my gifts are or how I'm succeeding that either I'll get too big of an ego and as Marianne said, people won't like me. If I speak it out, I'm, you know, I'm having to make this choice between being heard and being loved. And I'm always going to choose being loved. Right. I think, I think we have to, I think we as women need to have each other's back in this and say, yes. we can have both of those. They can both exist. That we can be heard and loved. Yes. And and so if we hear. So we women have to love each other. Yes. When we see someone speaking up. Yes. And putting themselves out there. We have to love on them. Yeah. So modeling that and, and mm-hmm. putting that out like, and I haven't done it yet, but I'm committed to after this, I'm going to reach out to those women. Yeah. And comment and say. Absolutely. Good for you. Because often it's not my experience hasn't always been that it's not as if people are coming at me if I speak up and saying something nasty to me, but they're just not saying anything. Right. It's which silence. It's silence, which feels, um, it doesn't feel good. It doesn't feel good. Yeah. So, okay. So you and I are making a pact right now that anytime we see a woman stepping up, putting herself out there, being vulnerable, speaking up, that we are going to reach out and like say, I see you. Yes. I'm proud of you. Keep going. Keep doing this. You're loved. You're seen. Yes. You're heard. And yeah, you encourage me to do the same. Okay. Because that's the last part of this quote that we shared this today is that, um, and to me, this is actually the most powerful part of what Marianne teaches is that when we finally let our light shine, when we get through all of our own bullshit about why we can't step up or why we can't, you know, do what we really want to do in the world. As soon as we work through that and we let our light shine, then we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. And we will never know that we're giving them permission. 
we don't know it. We don't see it. They're never going to come up to us and say, oh, Kate, yeah. because you did this, it gave me permission to step up in my, right. but it's happening. So it's like trusting that as we let our light shine, we are giving so many people, women, permission to do the same. And as we get liberated from our own fear of shining our light, we liberate everyone else. Yes. So the best thing each of us can do is to shine our light. And it's also, we both have daughters. It's we both have the daughters. Best thing we can do for the next generation. Yeah. Because um, we have to model that. If we want that for our daughters, we have to model stepping into our light so they will step into theirs. Yeah. And there's nothing I want more for my daughter than to be in her biggest, most glorious, expansive state. And to know there's plenty of space. You're not taking up too much space. You're not too big. You're not too much. You're not too loud. You're not too opinionated. Right. That mentality of scarcity, I think women really, we often fall into that. Like there's not, if she's doing that, I can't do something similar. If there's not enough for everyone, so that person's already doing that, so I guess I'll have to move on to some other dream, and that's simply not true. Yeah. So this idea of abundance and that there's enough for all of us, there is so more much work than enough for all of us need in the world. Um, and we each have a unique spin on the yes. same profession or the same idea. Yes. That's why there can be 20 books written on the same topic and each one tells a slightly different, takes a slightly different angle. Right. So we all need to. So I've been thinking about the guests it and step yeah. up and the yeah. guests we've been having and the stories we've been hearing and this some of the common threads is we talk a lot about like, when was your moment? When was like this tipping point? Mm. When did you step into your authenticity, into your power? And they've all kind of had their moment. They've shared a time when everything kind of changed and they, they, um, so many of our guests have been honest about their struggles, but then I just love how much they own their own joy now and their own mm. light that they're bringing, whatever capacity that yeah, is. Yes, Alicia, I'm blissfully happy. I'll I never know. forget that. She's yeah. like, I'm blissfully happy. Yes. And yeah. Polly today, I'm living my best life. I'm living my best life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's not easy. Like it, it's not been easy for any of the people we've interviewed. It's not been easy for you and I in our lives. And I'm still doing a lot of work in this area, but um knowing it's possible for others and that it's okay to talk about it and, you know, own that things are hard. Things can be hard, but you can still step into your light. That is that at any point in your life, it's never too late to step in. And being with these women, uh, these guests, whether it's via zoom or it's in all in the same uh, office together you get to be around their light and it is infectious. Yes. Right. When you're around someone who's shining their light, it's like, oh my goodness, I want more of that. That's amazing. I leave feeling so uh, bright, so full. Mm -hmm. So that's the ripple effect that when we shine our own light, we give other people that same permission. Yes. So, so join us please at our live event with Marianne. And if you can't be there, of course it will be recorded and it will be released um, but deep bowing to dear Marianne for putting such uh, rich content out into the world and just encouraging me to keep stepping up since I met her two years ago, that was a turning point. Like I, I saw this I amazing, that. yeah, she came to Iowa city twice, met her twice. 
And I just saw she's such a teeny little I know. woman. Like yes. she's so small and so she's mighty, mighty. and powerful. <laughs> yes. And in I, a soft way. But in a very soft, loving way. It's that I, I, I was thinking about her as soft and fierce. Soft and fierce. Yeah. Which, Compassionate and fierce. Yeah. yeah. Which we need more of We that. need that. Yeah. So she's been a, such an example to me to um, bring it. Bring it. <laughs> bring it. Bring it. Bring it. All right, bring friends. Bring it. Bring your light. Thank you. Hello, everyone. We're excited to have a special guest today, Rachel Ravy, who is the founder of Made Community, a beautiful jewelry maker and uh, community advocate here in Iowa City. And we have reached out to Rachel. We've partnered a couple times on events, and she is here to share some exciting news uh, about a partnership we're going to have moving forward uh, with a special line of jewelry. So Rachel, welcome. Thank you guys. This is awesome. Yay. We're so happy to have you here. Yeah. So tell us a little bit. First, let's start with just your business and, and what you're doing and kind of tell us your story. Gosh, we've been making jewelry for the last, um, I think we're 12 years now. So um, always like very women oriented and uh, it's a group of makers. Um, well, right now, I guess. Well, How many makers do you have? Yeah. Right now it's just me. It's just you. Yeah. But you have different people that come in from time to time and help. Yeah. Historically, before the pandemic, it was definitely like women coming around the table and getting together and talking, sharing our lives, but also like leaving at the end of the day, having made a bunch of bunch stuff. Of jewelry. So, Do you envision it's going to get back to that? You know, actually this last week I um, sent a, like a Hail Mary text. Was <laughs> like, Guys, we have this event coming up. Anyway, you want to come and sit around the kitchen table again? Oh. And they were like, yes. Oh, yes. good. So I, can we just pause on just the experience you provide for for women that are part of this tribe that comes together because I've been in your space. I've witnessed it firsthand and there's something very, like I imagine the historic tribal to yes. me, like in villages, like, like women yes. coming together, beating things and yes, making and sharing beauty their lives and talking. And do you serve tea and, and coffee or wine? I was to say it's kava. Kava. Yeah. Yeah. That's a cool. good choice. Mm. So um, I, I love that. No, I think there is something very powerful about like whether when, whenever women come together, I feel like some magic happens of some kind. And, and for us, Amen. like mm-hmm. the conduit is, is the jewelry and it's, well, it's been lots of things, but like jewelry has been the thing that has stuck. Yeah. And I've actually bought your jewelry for years before I knew you because it was sold at a local store in our community that I always was drawn to it. And I, for whatever reason, I'm always drawn to your pieces. And I think I understand now in this moment better because I'm such a believer in women's circles and women coming together and being vulnerable and sharing and drinking coffee together. And so now that I know all these pieces that I love, um, have come out of that environment, it's even more special to me. You know, and I'll tell you, I, I felt like the last couple of years, that was the thing that was missing, you know, mm-hmm. like the, the element of lots of ideas of, you know, collaborating and like the energy that gets put into the pieces. You know, I, I kind of shut down after the holidays every year because I'm like, I don't want to put any of this out there, you know, any of this winter juju out into the world, you know, yeah, so, you told us that, yeah, like, I'm taking a beat and then I'll, I'll, I'll be back. I'll be back. So, yeah. Well, I think women have missed that during the pandemic, that community. And now women are trying to find their tribe again, just in general. So for you to be able to bring people back um, will be really valuable for. And I feel like in some ways there's so many parallels between what you're doing and what we're trying to do with this podcast, which is 
bring women together, um, tell stories, inspire, support, support, look for beauty, um, shine brighter, right? Like these are all the things that the Tend Her Wild podcast is about. And it's literally what you're physically making Mm -hmm. for people to adorn their bodies with. So I love it. Yes. You're always like, Kate, you can wear the big earrings. You can do it. Well, you know, so I was thinking about it as I was coming down today and I thought like with this opportunity for the wild collection. Yes. Which is what we are going to share. With we're going to share today. We're creating a wild collection from the maid community. And and I was thinking about, um, I don't know, just like story and, and how things happen. And, and I had a, a boss that used to say, dress for the job that you want, not the one you have. And so I was on Wall Street wearing yoga mm. pants and mm. big earrings. Yes. <laughs> and I think I think what she meant or, you know, like how I would interpret it now is like dress for the life that and how you want oh. it to feel. And I was like, yeah, this wild thing, like we can be sending out like subliminal messages to each other to be like, I see you. I see you in those earrings. I see you in those Yes. That is so yes. great. So I think, yeah, that's for me, this is what being part of this collection yeah. is about is like yeah. getting our message out there. And I have to say that Rachel which was a big part of the Tend Her program that we did last summer for a thousand women, um, where we actually sent a thousand women these bracelets that your company made community made. And it's like a secret, um, like a secret so, handshake or something mm-hmm. like women will come up. Like I was sitting outside over the summer at an outdoor restaurant and this woman who I've never met came up and she put her bracelet right in front of my face. And it was sort of, <laughs> like this secret like oh yeah I see you I know you're one of us yeah we did a couple markets last year too and and the women that came up and they same thing they were like I know you (laughs) they held up their bracelet (laughs) like I know you so now we're gonna give them wild earrings tend her wild earrings tell us to wear yeah so we want to know give us the give us all the details well I I think for this one it was when you called and said hey we're looking for some sort of collaboration like the idea of like okay do you go color do you go natural do you go mixtures of textures and I was like you do it all yeah that was what I decided you do it all you do it all and then you have something for everybody but I think um the inspiration behind it is just you know from across the room yeah you see these from across the room you want to see it yep we don't need to be small we can Take no, yes, we can take up space with our earrings, yes. right? Mm-hmm. And our lives and our energy. I love it. Yay. Well, and we, we did focus on mostly earrings. I, I, even like I do love necklaces, but I feel like with the earring, I mean, it's not around your neck, right? It's not oh, something around your neck. It's like, you have, I love the thought you really, put into this. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. you guys always do too. Every time I'm a part of, I think I understand my work better every time I'm part of something you guys are doing. So, oh, well, that's how asking. we support yeah. each other, yeah. though. It's women supporting women. That's right. We need more of that. Empowered women empower women. So, that's what this is all about. Yeah. We can't wait for our listeners to see the collection. It's sitting here in the office, and we will be posting pictures. And and uh, where can people find you? Well, you can follow along on Instagram at a made community. Or you can go to our website if you want to buy some and take them home. Be seen across the room at www.madecommunity.com. And it's M-A-D-E. Made. M-A-D-E. And Rachel and her beautiful jewelry will be at our upcoming event on May 6th at the James Theater with our special guest, Marion Williamson. So if you want to come in and take some home that day and meet Rachel, she will be there with us. We better send Marianne a pair too. Oh, we, we are, are absolutely yes. going to send Marianne a pair. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Rachel. Thanks, Rachel. And now the amazing singer-songwriter, Lissy Morris, 
with Wild West. Thanks for joining us today. If you like this podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review. Come back and rewild with us again next week.